The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil! You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find it. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think up your happiest thought, and let's fly away to Neverland again. I am Jeremy, your spider pan, head lost boy around here. Yes, I have a nickname, and you can have one too. Just visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com, and you can choose to be a lost boy or a pixie. We don't have lost girls because girls are too clever. They don't get lost. I've got a fun show for you this week. I know it's a little late getting out there. Uh, Things didn't quite go as planned, and that's actually been the theme of the week. Things not going as planned. Uh, Had I known I was going to run this late, there's at least two more trailers that I would have probably thrown into the trailer park. Uh, But the trailer park, I'll be joined by Lost Boy Philip, who went with me to go see the Disney Pixar film Onward, and we have a review of that for you. I tried to be able to have Lost Boy Eric on with me to tell us a little bit about his experience on Rise of the Resistance. I'm sure he'll get a chance to talk to us about that. I just don't really have time to set that up right now because I should probably go out and vote because I'm recording on Tuesday uh, and uh, I'm supposed to be out voting and I got a brand new voting place to go to because of the new house. Uh, But I do want to take a quick moment to tell you a little bit about um, what's been going on around here. I was working on, you know, building, you know, we're we're rebranding a little bit here on the show. Uh, I I played for you some audio of uh, one of the intros that I'm working on. I didn't get a chance to work on any of it because this last week we had uh, a clog in like our sewer drain or uh, like one of the main pipes coming from the house to attach to the main sewer, the city sewer line. Uh, It ended up being a long, complicated thing. I don't know if I want to get into the full story. Uh, We had one plumbing company that had come by. I thought I I would take advantage, perhaps, of a warranty, because this seemed to have happened right about the time that we got a new furnace installed in the home. And the company that installed the furnace uh, set up a new line to go down our drain in the basement in the laundry room. And that's only when the clog had, had seemed to happen. So I thought, well, maybe something went wrong with the furnace and caused the clog. So I was hoping maybe it would my warranty would take care of it. Was not the case. They gave me one story, and uh, they came. They sent plumbers the next day. My wife had to stay home. Uh, they told her that the the line was only seven foot down. They gave her an expensive price to come and dig it up and get the pipe out to go and replace it. Uh, then I you know I started shopping around trying to find somebody giving us a lower price. I found somebody that gave us a better price. He was a lot more honest. They should have probably ran a, a camera down the pipe like the first company did uh, because then we would have learned that the pipe dips and doesn't say it's seven foot down. It drops down to like 14 feet because uh, it's going down a hill. And uh, But you know, not having run a camera, they started digging the hole. <sighs> Thankfully, we got approved for a loan from our, our, our credit union to be able to pay for all of this. But they started digging. They went down nine feet and they, they weren't finding the pipe. Ignore the noise. I just knocked a... a, a portable hard drive down <laughs> um, but they they didn't find it so they ran their own camera and then they realized that they could just knock the clog out with some tools that they could bring and so they did that and it looked like it was going to be a much less expensive fix uh, and they did manage to clear the pipes but after they ran the camera they found out past that clog that my pipe actually is broken 
And how this has played out is, oh, look, that looks like it's attached to the city line through like a, the valve to the city line. So that would be something the city would take care of. Well, the, uh, the city of Gladstone, where I'm at, it's the town of Gladstone. It's a suburb of Kansas City. Uh, I just found out today that they quit like a year ago or so fixing that type of thing. And they leave the responsibility of the homeowner, even though it's not on my property anymore. It is on their property. It is city property. Uh, this sewer line of where there's a breakage, so they should go and repair the line and not me. But it could be super, super expensive for me to try to take care of this. Uh, so I've got a lot of things I'm dealing with right now. Also, you know, we've the our basement was supposed to have been repaired before we moved in, and water has been leaking through a window that was, like I said, was supposed to be repaired. And my wife car, my wife's car is not passing inspection, and it needs repaired. And it seems like instead of just getting one little bit of drama, I'm getting all the drama. Uh, so that's why the show's kind of been delayed. I've had a lot of chaos around here, but I wanted to get something out. And just I'm just sorry to bring you all down with all this, but I was just trying to let you know what's going on. Uh, I'm staying positive. Somehow or another, I'm going to get this figured out and we're going to keep moving forward and hopefully even refinance some of the cars and get a lower interest rate and then repair my wife's car and hopefully find a way to, I think we could probably live with, you know, with, because this pipe, who knows how long it's been broken. Uh, so we could probably live with it for a while and maybe we could save up some money to, to pay for it later. I don't know. Um, I had a lot of other things I was going to get into. Uh, I think I might just move forward, although I do want to mention, uh, if you haven't checked it out, go online on YouTube and find somebody's video of the new Mickey and Minnie Mouse Runaway Railway or line uh, ride, which opened last week, and uh, I watched some video of it, and that is really cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's what Roger Rabbit should be updated to, perhaps. Uh, you are literally going inside a cartoon. Uh, it is so neat, and you're going through... I, I don't know that there's so much a narrative other than, oh, you get separated from a train that Goofy is driving, uh, and you get separated on a car, and then you go on these adventures through all these different little scenes, and it's not so much a narrative as it is just one room to the next, and it's just fun, and you have a neat animatronic Mickey and Minnie uh, that have the nice, fully animated uh, faces like you would see on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, uh, where it's kind of you know an animated and not so much the animatronic moving. Although there are some really neat animatronics in there as well. Uh, the one thing that I would say, though, is there's little bits of animation to kind of introduce the story. And it is that modern style. And I find the modern style of the animation to be very jerky, which I hadn't really thought about how jerky it looks until you start watching the old cartoons again. And then you come back to watch these new ones. And the animation style is just that those quick jerky movements instead of the nice, smooth, fluid animation that we're used to from uh, previous times. And I would like to have seen the the nice, smooth, you know, classic style animation. But, you know, it's still really, really cool. Uh, and I am looking forward to one of these days getting a chance to ride it myself, although I, I do miss the great movie ride. I only got to ride it once, but I did really enjoy it, and I would like to have ridden it some more. But this is a very cool ride, and like I said, go look on YouTube and go check it out, unless you don't want it spoiled for you because you're maybe coming up on a trip. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to bring that up. But now I'm going to pass it over to me and Lost Boy Philip as we review Onward and then spend a little time in the trailer park. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie! Yeah, we're gonna be a movie! Starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken! Oh, good! Alright, so Phil, Lost Boy Phil and I went yesterday to go and see Pixar, or Disney Pixar's newest film, Onward! And ah, yes! <laughs> and you're up to something. I don't know what you're doing over there. I had a song going through my head. Onward, Christian Soldier! <laughs> well, that had nothing to do with this movie. No, not at all. Uh, I liked the movie. Yeah, it was really, really... It was fun. Well, I, you know, I meant to pull up on my phone because I forgot, was the older brother's name Balter or Balter? Uh, to be truthful, I don't remember their names I'm, right I'm now. Look it up. I'm Ian, but he kept... Uh, the older Ian. brother kept calling him Enador or something. Enador or something to that. Which I don't know if it, like Ian was supposed to be short for anything. Uh, but uh, we uh, we did stick around and kind of look at some of the cast. We didn't realize Julia Louise Dreyfus was, was the mother. mother. Uh, I also recognized the uh, uh, how was it was it Viola? What it was the uh, the Manticore? Yeah, I definitely recognize that voice. 
Yeah. Uh, and I can't think what all we know her. <laughs> She's been a lot. It's like right. I know her name and I can picture her, but I can't think of what all I've seen her, but I know I've seen her. So, but I'm going to, let me pull this up. I should have done this before I hit the record button. Uh, but we're going to explain this in a way to where we don't spoil anything for Lost Girl Heather here. The Wendy Nerd is just sitting here on her phone, not paying any attention to us. She's used to it. <laughs> yeah. She never I pays attention to me anyway. Her very well. Um, Bartley. That's what it was. Bartley. Yeah. And Ian Lightfoot and Bartley Lightfoot. And then Laurel is their mother. Uh, and uh, I, I will say that this, this movie took a surprising turn towards the end, which we won't say. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite... I don't know why. I, just, I didn't see that coming. But I was like, oh, this totally makes sense. I mean, you kind of expect when you go into the movie, this is going to be almost a buddy trip, you know, a brother uh -huh. bonding sort of trip, adventure quest. Uh, and I like the, the premise of this is like you have this world of like magic and everybody walking around as a cyclops or centaur mm -hmm. or satyr. Uh, there were mermaids. We even <laughs> got to see some pixies. But and there was magic and magic was wonderful. And then somebody invented, you know, a light bulb and figured out electricity and everything turned to modern kinda, convenience and nobody needed magic. Kind of ruined it. Yeah, it, it, not really ruined it, but but really what happens? People got lazy. Yeah, but it did remind me. It did remind me, like in the, I don't think it ever come across in the Harry Potter films, but in the book, and it's it's really neat that I love that uh, Mr. Weasley is very fascinated with Muggles yes. and their technology. That's but it. you know they have to have classes teaching uh, teaching you know Muggle studies where you, you learn how they do things with technology. But it's funny all these. Wizards are going around, I don't understand how, how muggles get along without magic. But then with this movie, it almost does the opposite. It's like, magic is hard. Look, well, we can just flip a switch and do that now. Yeah, yeah. Why do we do this for? Yeah, why waste your time, basically? Why? Yeah, why are we doing all this? But then the film clearly demonstrates how magic has all these things that you can't do with technology. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, it was it's it was fun. really fun. So fun. It fun. turned things around. So that, it was, I thought it was a really fun way to explain how they kind of got away from magic, <coughs> but yet some people keeping it alive. And it's funny that it's like the D&D &D nerd is the one that's like, this isn't just some game, this is history! Yeah, you know, he, I loved that. That the, he, you know, mostly for the D and D nerds, I'm sure that are out there, and, and I know a couple, but I'm sure that for them, it's like, hey, we actually have a purpose type of thing. It, that was fun. And I even like noticed, history lessons, right? I even noticed in uh, the credits that there was a credit towards Wizards of the Coast, the current owners of Dungeons and Dragons, for the use of a beholder, which I didn't catch a beholder. It's science because the signs were kind of funny. It's and this story plot is actually something from my, one of the Dungeons and Dragons, the joints. <laughs> the writings and stuff that's in the movie. Yeah, some of the some, street signs. So, yeah, some of the street signs, some of the uh, the, the fonts you could call, it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is it looks so so much like stuff that I've seen in comic book stores, <laughs> yes. uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, whatever. It's not all just that, but it definitely has that look. Yeah, and it also has a nice subtle humor to a lot of things, yes. like the uh, the troll that's working the bridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny. They, they look bored. Yeah, you know, the troll. Yes, yeah, the, the, the troll is working the toll on the bridge. Yeah. So, there is one thing that was a joke in one of the trailers I wish they'd have kept where they go outside and the unicorns are getting in the trash and they hiss at them, you know, before they fly away. But yeah, they, I, they, I, it wasn't necessary because the, they were able to use that gag later. Yeah, but I love the fact that the unicorns are, are basically just like, uh, I, I dirty hillbows or whatever. Yeah, they're almost, I thought about them like, like possum type. <laughs> raccoons. <clears throat> raccoons mostly. Yeah. But, I thought they, they 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 used to be these real magical animals, and now they're, they're like a pain in the neck animals. Yeah, they're fast. Yeah. Because even at the beginning when everything's magical, you see the unicorn, oh, we're flying, we're unicorns, we have wings, we're pegasuses, or whatever. No, I guess yeah. they're not really unicorns, they were pegasuses. Yeah. Right, that's but, too many S's. Uh, probably. That's okay. <laughs> as as as. That's okay. Well, well, that was just funny. And there's still... Uh, Paintings of unicorns of things, right? And, on, uh, even on the side of the van, vans, the majestic like van. Or it, it was from Pegasus, though. Again, flying yeah. one, and uh, I love that that had a moment. Yeah, it has a moment. It has a moment. Yeah, that was hilarious, and it was pretty awesome. But there's a lot. Of, one thing that Pixar is so good at, besides the animation, the animation got so good at times that for there are times that I couldn't tell if it was computerized or real. I'm, ta I'm not talking. They do about, a good job with backgrounds. I'm not obviously yeah. talking about the characters, but yeah, but uh, some of the stuff they had. Some of the vehicles or things they were carrying, I was like, man, that looks so real. Yeah. Wow, it's a good tell. <laughs> but but they're, they're so good through the tear joking moment, tear joking, tear jerking moments. Tear-joking is actually... We're going to adopt that. That is actually a good way to describe Pixar films. Yes. Tear-joking. There you go. Tear-joking. That's what they do. Cut it, print it, put it on a t-shirt, man. Tear-joking. Credit to you. Tear-joking. I actually was... 
and no joke, I was actually bawling at the end of this film. And I couldn't help but think, if Heather was with me right now, me and Jeremy, she'd be bawling with me. But I was bawling. I don't know if she could have related as well. Yeah, maybe I think a lot of you, I could see you relating, because I was thinking of your dad, too, a lot of that movie. I was bawling at the end of this film. Uh, Mm. It's no secret. We already know this film. Yeah, uh, we know at least of the film yeah. that the, that's the whole quest the whole to quest bring their father bring back. Their father back. One so day. I had that mm-hmm. that whole uh, and, and and in truth, it, I related a lot with it uh, with wanting. So it, I would do almost anything to be able to. I, I, I won't, but I would do nearly anything to want to talk with my dad. Yeah. I had dreams of it and other things to talk with my father. Yeah, I think anyone who's lost a loved one. Can relate with that, yeah. Or Maybe. even lost a parent, mainly. I guess I mean, yeah, a loved one of any sort. I have, I still have dreams occasionally of being mama, with my mother sure. in a Disney park. Probably your grandmother, Frequently. your grandfather. Yes, we've all wanted to have that moment. Of yeah. some, it, it doesn't even have to be a family member, just a loved one mm-hmm. of any sort that you've you've been close to. It's a, they're a part of you. This yeah. is how it is. So, so you understand the, the yes. mission, but yet there's so much more going on than just the quest like that. So the children watching this, so movie. good. The, the children watch this movie. I couldn't help but think some of them right now don't get it, but they will. Yeah, it, it, it's going to connect with them, and, and it may be their grandparent, their aunt, their uncle, their cousin. They but probably lost somebody. Some have, some yeah. haven't. Some will. I mean, they all will at some point. But I mean, some kids very... probably can imagine what it'd be like to not have their father or their yes. mother or something. Oh yeah, it's it's. But it was very very deep, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, I was crying. There, at, at, some points of it, I was just like, really started getting me. I was like, oh, dad, gum it, they got me. They got yeah. me good. Well, that's what they do. They get you good. And, uh, and that's, uh, why that's why they're so deep. Maybe that's yeah. why people love their movies so much, because it, it, they can connect it to they, their lives. They know how to get that tear-joking. Yeah, tear-joking. They'll make you laugh. They'll make you cry. They know to go with the right heartstrings, what everybody can relate to. That's it. So the, the family thing. And you know, even like people who didn't like The Good Dinosaur, I'm like, you know, but there was so much good stuff in that movie. And I still like it. It's very dramatic and serious yeah. compared to the other stuff. But I still really like that movie. But yeah, that's what they're, they're really good at being in family bonds. Like the, the really the heart, even of Brave, which is another one of those lesser ones. It was that, you know, the relationship of mother and daughter you learn in there. And I better watch how far I say things because I don't want to give away anything more on <clears throat> you know, some of the major points. That I, I got to say about this film, um, they don't have a whole lot of father-son movies, and and not a whole lot of this kind of father relating with son thing. And 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 uh, I was really glad they had that because nowadays it's and I don't mean this in any way that there's anything wrong with it, but there's so many. Uh, Daughter, girl, princessy stuff, and it's just so much of it that it seems like he's good at that. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and I don't, I understand it. It's the popular thing to do, but at the same time, and, and let's be honest, a lot of it is that's what you expect almost. So yeah. it's that's the picture that they paint. I and get it's, it. It's not often we get something that's that respectful and that acknowledging how important it is to our fathers. Yeah, I mean, because we all father, love our mothers, but you know, fathers oh, are important and, and too. You should, and you should love them all. Sitcoms yeah. for years have made the idiot father part of the joke. Yeah, and, and this, this wasn't was, an idiot father. No, this was yeah. It was this a, was a father. That he was he, you know he, 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 he let's just say that he carried a legacy that that was passed on. That, yeah, that's right. And and that, that basically uh, not there not because he was a, a jerk who left one who couldn't be there. Yeah, because he got sick when, when yeah. Ian was very small. They don't they don't even have to get into details, but he he was sick and he he passed away. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I like that level of we, we get to hold that bit with the cassette tape. Yes. Well, oh, I, I don't want to spoil too much. I, I don't think this ruins too anything really. But very early on in the movie, Ian has this one cassette tape where it's his father trying to learn how to use the recorder. Oh. Apparently, from we hear the audio, and you just hear him and you hear his mother faintly in the background of the tape. Uh, oh, you're not going to get that thing. Oh, yeah, it's working, but. But the lines that the father has on the tape, Ian has learned to converse with just these few things. About it's probably about thirty seconds of cassette tape, and he talks to the tape because he never got a chance to ever talk to his father. Tears. I that boy that that whole scene there. I was like, oh my goodness. Just a couple weeks ago was the tenth anniversary of my father passing away. My goodness. And uh, I, I'm so glad. You know, ask you shall receive, which is a biblical thing, but. I'm so glad that I uh, went and bought a bunch of uh, tapes, uh, two-hour tapes, uh, and I had my father record on them, mm. and I asked him to tell me live stories. You know, I knew them all by heart, yeah. mostly. Have we gotten those digitally transferred over? Yeah, they're on. I've had them on. Di- I have them. Yes, okay. I have them. I'd actually kind of like to hear those. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> I miss I'll, your I'll dad too. Yeah, 
it's good to good to have him. Yeah, you know, we have a, a few hours of him talking. The thing do, is, is do you have some of your grandpa? I, I have things? one somewhere. I'm trying to find. I miss it. your grandpa too. I wish I wish that I'd had the thought and the means back at the time if I'd have thought of it to record like grandma and grandpa. This is the importance, and yeah. I, I say this to anyone listening: you never know who how long we're going to be together. This not to be all, all depressing sounding, yeah. but but you never know. So record. Uh, your your stories to somebody make sure that if you have a child to do that for their sake yeah. also get your folks because you don't know how long yeah. so get them to record because once they're gone they're gone but at least you can have their voice to, yeah. to hear them what they have to say and now a lot of more modern you know modern people growing up our life is entirely documented on social media anymore yeah. but your grandparents your parents have stories that have not been recorded because social media wasn't there when we were little and, and but once you're gone how are those kids yeah. going to know their your grandparents yeah. history the history yes cuz dust in the wind all we are is dust in the wind dude <laughs> dust <laughs> wind Dude, we've actually got that sound clip now at the radio station. There you go, wonderful. <laughs> so anytime I play "Dust in the Wind," that's when we kick it up. There we go. That's wonderful. But yeah, because you're, uh, we don't know which way the wind blows. So how can you plan tomorrow? That's right. Another one. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought Pixar did a great job this movie. It really was. It's lot, and it's it's the quest is even fun and. Uh, it's it's almost got a Wally quality. Yeah. Where Wally just everybody he interacts with, he changes lot. them, and everybody they come across, they humanity they alter because uh, I well I don't want to say what all, but there's people they come across that are very stuck in the non magical way that he they bring their magic back. Yeah. In, in their own way, and it's really kind of funny. I don't want to say what characters in that sense, you know. Yeah, they just have an impact on everybody they come across just by accident. Yeah, and I do like that they seem to have rules to the magic, where only certain certain people seem to have, or certain elves or whatever, you know, because we have they're they're elves, uh, but only, not everybody has magic. Just because you know how to do it doesn't mean you can do it. But uh, it was also very well done that the older brother knew how to do the magic, yeah, but, but he couldn't brother. do the magic, so he was you know. So that, that's what I was thinking. I'm watching. Oh, I, was so I, was like, I loved how the little brother had the ability. Not but that. he couldn't have done it's it. So great. He he didn't really have the ability because though he was the magic one, the older brother had the ability because he knew how to. So right. therefore, they were both equally important on yes. the quest for their father. They couldn't do it which, without each which, other. In a way, which. is important because you know a lot of times, mm-hmm. uh, at least when I was growing up, a lot of times kids thought uh, mom loves you best, dad loves you best. But in reality, a parent, uh, a truly good parent, and I'm because parents not supposed to show favoritism, but they don't really love you best. They love you all different. Yeah. Doesn't mean they love you best. They 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 all see your qualities, yeah. and I love how they had that in this because he liked them both. They just he could see them all differently. That's yeah. all he knew. And I like that the the letter they find that when they get the when they get you know because after sixteen they were supposed to get the present of the wand or the staff staff yeah so but the letter in there says I wanted you to guys do it because I wanted to see how you two grow up yeah. I loved the letter that they got with it. I was like, oh, man. So, it's just a great movie. It is tear-joking. Yeah, tear-joking. I love that, man. We're putting it on a t-shirt. I got to do something to this. (laughs) Tear-joking. That's our definition of Pixar. So, definitely, it's worth watching more than once. And I will be seeing it again because Heather hasn't gotten a chance to see it. And she's going to love this. And make sure you show up early enough to see the Simpsons short at the beginning. Yeah, I was shocked by that. Maggie's, that really what good. was it, Maggie's Day of Destiny or something. Destiny, I, Date of Destiny, I don't remember. And Maggie, I will say... Um, it was adorable and it was hilarious. Maggie I was is, laughing is out loud. always literally. been one of my favorites, if not my favorite, next to Homer. My favorite Simpsons character because... She was always just so sweet, and because you can't mm-hmm. get mad at Maggie, really. She's a baby. She's a baby, <laughs> and she's so cute, and yet probably the smartest of the bunch. She's smarter than Lisa <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways because she's a baby, and she and yet she can outdo everybody. And she's adorable. Yeah, I don't want to give away the plot to this Maggie short, but it is adorable. And what had me laughing the most is when she starts doing very grown-up things, where you're going and trying to be impressive, where you have the perfume cloud and you step into it. Yeah, I, I but. She doesn't use perfume. It's like baby powder. She flings in the air and steps. <laughs> you know, it's Maggie baby versions of Maggie all this study. stuff. Oh, it was adorable and cute. And I really think I've seen Disney's influence now on Fox Animation. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just I felt the Disney quality stepping in there and say like, "Hey, you know what? You got great characters, but maybe you're not using them to their full potential." I never would have thought. Never would have thought that you see uh, Mickey Mouse. Step <laughs> 
because at the end of it, you can see, you know, I, anyone who's ever watched Simpsons. Yeah. I'm the king of wishful thinking. You can actually see. I always hear that song. You can always see. You can actually see Mickey Mouse sitting in the crowd. Yeah. And even at the beginning, you see the Mickey Mouse head for Mickey Mouse short, and as the light comes up, it's Homer with donuts. Yeah. So make sure you get there early enough. Uh, there was even some, hopefully, uh, at some point during the show, we've had a trailer park because there was a couple new Disney movies that looked really good. And we needed to discuss those trailers, so I'll make sure we do that. But i got to remember all the trailers that were in front of it. Because <laughs> there was a new Disney, oh yes, Artemis Fowl. So yes. we'll discuss these. Well, you know, let's just go to the trailer park. All right, y'all. One more time. It don't matter what you look like. It don't, nobody gonna sing with me. Okay. The Neverland Trailer Park. So Artemis Fowl. This is this has been a long time coming. Uh, Disney has gotten the rights a long time ago to make because these are very popular books apparently, and they got the film rights, seeing there's there's some potential. Now, I the initial there was a teaser a while back, and or something I don't where, where some information came out on how they were making it, and a lot of the fans were kind of upset because some changes were being made. But you know, Disney kind of does that. They they kind of make some in, in any any film adaptation, yeah. it's going to make changes for the book. for the better usually. Yeah. Uh, but we got to see now the very first trailer for Artemis Fowl. Uh, and, heck, anything, Colin Farrell anymore, he's just such a great actor. I just like yeah. watching him. Yeah. yeah. So seeing him playing the father character in this, mm -hmm. and not really knowing all this, but I love the way this trailer builds to where you're like, you don't really know much on there, but oh, like, well, I've, okay, this is that Artemis Fowl thing. I've, I've heard about it. I've never read the books, but I know people really love, you know, kids really love these books. And as it slowly builds, we're like, Oh, your dad's a thief. Oh, your dad was part of this, uh, like, spy-ish kind of thing. And, oh, he was protecting the world because there's all this magical world exists on the other side. What in the world? It's like, it builds up to, like, this, hmm, this is interesting. Then, what? Where did we just go with this? It really built up to, like, okay, and I, I gotta check this out. This just a while, it looks wild and fun. It almost looked to me like there was a... <clears throat> There was a little bit of James Bond, yeah. Mixed with a little bit of Harry Potter, mixed yeah. with with a whole bunch of other fairy tale films combined, and it, it looked interesting. I didn't know it was the perfect thing. to put in front of Onward. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true about that. But that that trailer did its job. I am now actually really excited for that movie. Yeah, I didn't know. I I had heard the name before, but I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. I still don't know what it is. Uh, but at the same time, I at least have an interest. Yeah. Well, the books, I'm sure, will be you know everywhere for a while. I don't even know how many books there are. Uh, I don't know if it's an ongoing series. I have no idea, I've, but I've heard of it. And yeah. I think in even some comic books, I've seen ads for the Artemis Fowl series. Hmm, yeah, uh, so, I, I've definitely seen that. Yeah. So, I mean, I just know it's out there, and it's it's got a good following. I, I, I If this film was done right, this could be a big thing. Uh, although, you know, Disney has tripped over sometimes where a big book series they didn't translate into adapt it very well like the Narnia films they exactly. should have been better than they should have and even John Carter which they should have at least titled John Carter of Mars yeah but uh, you know Heather read the books and just you know couldn't put them down apparently but they changed so much Although, if everybody ever, if you've never watched that John Carter movie, it's actually really good. No, I like the book. It's the, fun. The movie. Yeah, that's I mean, why I, I should said, read the book. This is why I said usually the changes are for the better because there have been some. Where, for instance, Narnia. Now, this is just me. Now, keep in mind, folks, I am a, a minister, but yeah. there are certain things about the Chronicles of Narnia which, in reality, those are stories about Christianity. Yeah, that, there's some definite messages in there. I you can because but I'm it's, a minister. It's the heart of the of the stories too. And if you try to remove the heart of it, you lose the stories. Now, I I like the movies. I really did. Yeah. At least the first one. That yeah. was just okay. Don Treader, I thought was fine though. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah. But in truth. Um, I personally liked that movie, and especially that first one. Yeah, first one was and pretty good. I can still see the message. It wasn't right out in the open. Yeah. But it was there, just very quietly. Now, to me personally, if you had given it to a company, I don't know which, I can't think of a company right now, uh, that, that a Christian company that well, has a Disney. Uh, was it Fox Searchlight? They started doing more faith-type <clears throat> movies. Of course, now that's owned, I think that's also owned by Disney with the whole movie. Happening, Probably. So. But if you had done something like that, it, it might have been more out in the open. But then again, ultimately, now it also had the coverage. That Disney got, which is to say that it may not have been out there for everybody to see in the theater like Spread it did. It out there. But I do wish, just for me personally, I do wish that the other films had been like the first one. Because it, it seemed like once they did the second one where they changed it so much from that Yeah, you, you, it, they lost the heart of the film. And instead of going 
back, they're like, well, we messed up on the second one. Let's now do a third one. It's a little bit different. And then they went to different. Well, the third one even doesn't anymore. Yeah, they went to different media. I think they. They might have went to Fox Searchlight with that one, but it, it was Walden Media, I believe. Is that the name of the company that was actually making the movies and using Disney as a you know? Yeah, studio? and they just started going off more and more. But more, they didn't more. have the guts to really give yeah. the heart of the story to, to, be, to be bold like it should have been. They're 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 because the, the the books are subtle, but yet the the message is clearly there. Yeah, was, I mean, because uh, C.S. Lewis was a great apologist. Uh, I, I don't have time to explain apologists, but you'll, you'll look up apologetics and, yes. and, and you'll find out. But C.S. Lewis was great at being able to communicate also deep Christian-style principles in a way that everybody understood um, in, in, in story form. Even yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien was, you know, if you go into The Lord of the Rings, mainly into the books, yeah. the movies kind of have some of the themes, but the books really, you know, especially getting into the Cimmerillion, you, there's some definite parallels. But, you know, he was a very devout Catholic, and he's actually the one that brought C.S. Lewis to Christianity. So, C.S. Lewis had been like that where they're, they're, there's We're men. way chasing a rabbit here, aren't Well, we? <laughs> the whole point, though, is that there's a lot of different stories that they're, they're painting pictures, they're illustrating, and you can do that. You know, you can do you can illustrate. This sounds familiar. Ah, no, that they're illustrating though with yeah. their, their story. <laughs> but so it's uh, the overall point being though Disney doesn't always adapt things as well as they could. Yeah. So this could fall, but this could also be brilliant and could launch to be the next big thing. So, but I thought the trailer looked like a lot of fun, and I really here lately I've really enjoyed Colin Farrell. He's done some really great characters, and I think he's a better actor than he gets credit for. I hope he's a good penguin. That's what I'm looking forward to. I hope he so. might be. Well, although, well, side note, okay, he might be the best part of that movie so far. Other than, did you see what that Batmobile looks like? I have not seen that yet. They're, they released pictures of the new Batmobile. It's somewhere across between uh, Dukes of Hazzard's old Charger and something out of Mad Max Fury Road. Really? Kinda, it's this weird futuristic kind of gruff looking, but it has that shape of like a Dodge Charger. Looks so good. What I've been the most excited about, honestly, was when they said Matt McConaughey as Two-Face. That had me the most excited. That would be good. Because I love Matt McConaughey. Yeah. Okay. Right, what is it? All right, all right, all right. I couldn't help but notice how a two-faced And then, of course, this creepy lines. You know what I like about high girls? I get older, they stay the same age. That's Ooh, uh, creepy. You're like, yeah, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, he's got he's got to play some weird characters. Oh, he has. So, all right, but yeah, so definitely our, we also saw uh, and I am surprised I hadn't talked to this before because I've been seeing this trailer forever, but My Spy with Dave P- Batista also I thought uh. I, I may have brought this up on the show, but every time I see that trailer, it just looks adorable and fun, and I'm pretty darn excited to see that one as well. Yeah. I love so, Batista. Yeah, so him him being this like that if if it wasn't him playing that character, The Rock would have been really good to play that type of character. But I think this gives Batista a chance to try to do something like that because I yeah. can see The Rock totally playing that. Yeah, I can see The Rock. I can see them trying to make John Cena, but he's not to that. Yeah, he's he doesn't have the right sort of charisma really at no, all. No, he, he's not. He he's he's right now not to there. He's he's not there at all. Yeah, he's. Too, I, don't think, young, I don't know, I don't know that he's too. that great of an actor. No. so much. In all reality, that not all wrestlers can cross over that well. Batista, all, I think he's he's done pretty well for himself with being you know, to be truthful, more comfortable. In the Rock is isn't a great boy. People are gonna hate me for this. I don't think the Rock's a great actor. I think he's the, learned though. I think the Rock plays better. the Rock. I think <laughs> I think Batista plays Batista, and I think John Cena plays John Cena. But at least Batista is an actor in the sense that he did great in his role on uh, Galaxy. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. But I've seen some range out of Batista. And, you know, he, even though he had a very small part in yeah. uh, Blade Runner 2049, yeah. was it? Yeah. He was a very different sort he of did. character. He but, did. He wasn't the same. But he's shown he can do he some can really do good some, stuff with he comedy. Can, he, with can playing, actually, he can um, just change, at least. I forgot the character's name. And Guardians. He's shown that he can do some really good comedy. I will say his range is... It's just my yeah. opinion. His range is, is uh, bigger than The Rock's. Yeah. Well, The Rock, when you see how far he's come, if you go watch that old Mummy 2, yeah. is, or the beginning, he's so bad. Yeah. He's terrible. Yeah. And that Scorpion, I, we, we suffered that Scorpion movie just once. Uh, no, I know. Uh, I can't do it. Compare that to how where how he's progressed. He's yeah. gotten a lot better. Oh, yeah. The delivery. But he is still kind of, he's just he's still the same guy. But, he, but that's okay, because... Yeah. We love but him. But he's, 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 he's charming. In well, his he's way. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is the same way. I don't mean he is, but I mean it's, it's like with Arnold. Arnold is Arnold, but we love Arnold. <laughs> yeah, Arnold can't even pull off being a Texas Ranger. <laughs> hey, John Wayne is John Wayne. We love John Wayne. But we love, and Clint Eastwood is always Clint Eastwood. Well, he can be different, Clint Eastwood, though. 
we love who they are. They're Jack that Nicholson, stereotype that they're always uh, going to be that. He's yeah. usually Jack Nicholson, yeah, but he can actually act. But yeah. he's usually some of them. Some of them are good at it, and some like Will Smith. It's a little too much that he's being Will Smith. Yes. And he's yes. not able to get enough of the actual character in there, yeah. which has happened. And I don't need to go into the live action Aladdin right now and why that didn't work. Um, but all right, but uh, yeah. So that's uh, we need to move on. And uh, well, I've got some great audio from uh, Lost Boy Eric of Rise of the Resistance, and uh, I haven't actually sat and listened to this yet. So uh, let's 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 do that. Anything. Yeah, I see it. We'll check it out. BB-8, what do you got? Well, 
There appear to be a number of small craft heading our way. Raise the shields. We got company. First order TIE fighters. Yeah. 
this hallway. Are you worried now? close to us. I don't know what these first order people are going to do to us. Three R tie traffic. Now diverging to base 3Q and S. Local deck support will all met adjacent teams. can't work on those. They don't have the connector. I know. But we need an S-Comp in order to get into the computer system.
way down to the escape pods. The resistance will attempt to rescue the prisoners. They have neither the resources nor the courage to engage us. You underestimate their conviction. Raise the shields. Shields? Oh, I see on the bridge. to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to keeping the pixie dust alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we 